Hello everyone, welcome to episode 27 of the Sideline Sweep. We're your hosts, Matt and Max, and today we have a very special guest, Seth Yarvis. Seth was drafted 13th overall in the 2020 NHL Draft by the Carolina Hurricanes. He's a very nice guy, very special player, and let's get to the pod. Hey yo, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome back to the Sideline Sweep Podcast. We are joined with a special guest, Seth Yarvis. Seth, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so uh, real quick, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your hockey upbringing, you know, from uh, when you were young to high school? Yeah, so basically I played all my minor hockey at home in Winnipeg. I uh, kind of just played in the community systems and stuff like that, and then when I turned uh, 15, I played a little bit as an underage in the WHL for Portland. And then 16, I kind of moved out full time. And then, uh, yeah, I've been here, been in Portland since. What was it about hockey that kind of just stuck out to you and made you fall in love with it? Uh, I had an older brother that played, and I, he was about six years older than me. So I grew up kind of in, in and around the rink when he was playing. And so that was, it was pretty easy for me to get into it. And I just kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps, basically. Uh, how do you guys stack up now, him and his prime versus you right now? Um, I think it'd be a little tough to say. I think he – we definitely play two, two different styles of, of hockey for sure. Love it. Uh, you play any other sports when you were growing up or no? Uh, yeah, I played football for, for eight or nine years. What, what made you give that up? Uh, basically, hockey just kind of took over, I think. By the time I had to give it up, hockey was kind of too, too time-consuming. You didn't really have time to do both. Damn, so hockey must have been everything growing up in Winnipeg, especially when the Jets moved back. Yeah, that was I, – I still remember when the Jets came back. I was in grade five, and it was just – it was mayhem for, for a while, especially when those rumors were coming out about, about them coming back and stuff like that. Uh, how do you think the boys are doing so far this year? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I think they're doing all right. I think they're having their ups and downs, but I'm, uh, I'm still a loyal Jets fan, so it's, it's tough to see when they lose, but uh, I love watching them. Love it. So now uh, shifting more to recently, how did the whole COVID period affect you and what was uh, your training schedule like? Yeah, it was, it was really weird. I think obviously our season got shut down, shut down early and then kind of going back home uh, the first couple, couple months, you know, everything's kind of shut down. So you didn't get to do a whole lot. And I think uh, in Winnipeg, it opened up pretty early. So I was able to get back in the gym and on the ice uh, a lot sooner than a lot of other places. So I was lucky in that way just to, to be able to kind of have a normal summer in terms of training. Obviously, group size and stuff like that were a lot smaller, but I was able to have a good chunk of time where I was able to train uh, basically like normal. Was it just you training, or did you and a couple guys on the team get together, or, or uh, how did that work out? Yeah, so in Winnipeg, there's a good group of good group of pro guys that I can kind of hang around and, and train with them. So there's probably a group of – 10 or 12 of us that would kind of train together and just, uh, yeah, just be in the gym and on the ice at the same time. Perfect. So kind of rewinding here for a second. Um, talk to us about the NHL draft from that whole process, um, peewee hockey, um, you know, a little bit older hockey to where you are now and how that whole process worked out. Yeah, I think, 
I think coming up through Pee Wee and stuff like that, I was always, I was always pretty good, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't exactly what you call an elite player or anything special. But I think by the time I got to about 15 or 16, I really started seeing myself as someone that could, could go in the NHL draft and go pretty high. And then I think my draft year, I just, something really flipped and I, I kind of found my game and I was just fortunate enough to be drafted by Carolina, especially in the first round. I think that's everyone, every kid's dream is to do all in the first round and to, to go as high as you can. So I was just fortunate, fortunate enough for that to happen. So when did you really start thinking about the draft and when did the whole process begin for you? Yeah, I think I always, I always obviously knew about and watched it all the time, but I think when I was probably 16 or 17 is when I really started to focus on it and really start to think like this could be a big possibility for me and something that, uh, that could really happen. And that was, that was probably around the time where I really started to, to take in that, uh, that my dream might come true that I might be drafted and, and stuff like that. Were you surprised by going 13th overall or what, what were you expecting? Uh, I was surprised by getting drafted by Carolina. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I only talked to them once during the whole season. So I kind of, when they came up to pick, I, I kind of thought in the back of my head, like there's, they're probably not going to pick me. I didn't. I didn't have a whole lot of communication with them. But uh, when they did, I was. I was surprised, but definitely, definitely pumped. Wow! And uh, before that, did you ever think about taking the college route? Yeah, yeah. College was something that was. I really looked into. Both my parents are teachers, so they were pushing education and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely. I took a couple. Uh, I went to a couple universities down down the states and just kind of checked it out and saw what it was about. But I think. Uh, I think when I kind of got down to Portland. And so it's like down here, it was, it was pretty hard to pass up. Were there any schools that kind of really caught your attention or nothing really? Yeah, I kind of had a, a final list. I kind of cut down a list to about, to, uh, I think, three. It was between North Dakota, Minnesota, Duluth, and Wisconsin. So it was kinda, those are the kind of three schools I was down to uh, considering. So um, what did the whole preparation process look like for the NHL draft uh, combines like they have for the NFL draft or MLB or NBA? Was there anything like that that you had to go through? Not really. No, I think uh, for the most part, you would usually have a combine sometime in the summer that you would kind of go to. But this year, obviously with COVID, uh, there was none of that. So we just had, I just remember for about two months, every day I'd have one or two Zoom calls with an NHL team just interviews and stuff like that. So I was pretty, pretty busy for those couple months, just doing interviews and, and, and stuff like that. But uh, in terms of combat or anything, no, there was, there was no physical testing or anything like that. Just, uh, just a ton of interviews basically. So you already said that uh, you were kind of surprised with Carolina considering they didn't really talk to you that much. How does that whole process work with the teams talking to you, just straight Zooms or uh, anything else? Yeah, so during the season, they'll usually come to games and you'll, you'll meet with them after the game down by the locker room and kind of that's usually when they introduce themselves and you'll talk to them a little bit. And then if they, if they really, if they seem interested in you, they'll probably double back and, and shoot you a phone call or stuff like that. But uh, yeah, with COVID right when the season got shut down, it all changed to zoom. So yeah, every you'd be getting zoom calls from, from a bunch of different teams and a bunch of invitations, stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty cool just to, to go through that. I met, I met a lot of hall of famers and stuff like that on those zoom calls, which was, which was pretty awesome. What was uh, your favorite moment doing that? Uh, I was a huge Martin Brodeur fan when I was younger. So I, wow. I met him through a Zoom call, and that was, that was awesome. I was, I was kind of shocked to see him on there, and I was talking to him, and it was, it was great. Wow. Um, so speaking on that, what teams uh, did you really feel showed a big interest in? Yeah, I think leading up to the draft, especially in the last kind of two weeks, is that Nashville was one. I think I talked to, I talked to them, my agent talked to them a bunch. Uh, 
Winnipeg seemed kind of interested, which would have been cool. Um, Edmonton was interested. Those are kind of the three that, that I had a feeling. And then, yeah, just kind of, just, uh, I think the draft just went a little bit differently than people expected. And I just ended up going to Carolina. So you said Nashville, Winnipeg, Edmonton. Obviously, Winnipeg was one of the teams you were very interested in. Uh, interested in. Were there any other ones that really stuck out uh, for you before even entering the draft process? Uh, I think Edmonton was another big one. Obviously, just their history with Wayne Gretzky and stuff like that. And it's such a such an historic organization. And then I always liked. Uh, I loved. I love Las Vegas ever since I kind of came to the league. I, I have a couple of buddies who are with them and in that organization, and now play with them. So it's it, that would have been a cool place just because I had a couple of friendly faces there. But those were kind of the only two that I was really, only three that I was really thinking of. So after you got drafted, how was it for you having your your dreams come true, all your hard work and everything uh, become a reality? Yeah, it was pretty overwhelming. I think it didn't set in until probably a couple of days after that I was really drafted and that it really happened. I think in the moment it was just. It's it's kind of hard to remember. I feel like I kind of just blacked out during. That. I was just I was so excited with my I was with my family and friends during that time. So it was awesome to be surrounded by those people. But yeah, I think it was just a couple of days later, it kind of finally set in when everything was a little bit more back to normal that I was really drafted. and I was really really with an NHL team this time. Uh, also speaking on the draft, what was it like to uh, not be there in person? How did you uh, feel about that? Yeah, I think it was uh, it was way different than I thought it was going to be. You always imagine like walking on stage and getting a picture with the commissioner and the team and stuff like that. But I think uh, I think the way it went this year, I think it was cool. I think I had a I had a little unique experience just being able to spend it with family and friends, really, instead of kind of going to the draft. You can only invite so many people. This way, I had tons of family, tons of friends, guys I grew up with, coaches and stuff like that. People that really helped me get to the, the position that, that I'm in. So. I think it was special in that way that I was able to be surrounded by so many people and so many uh, loved ones. So then speaking on family, just how awesome was it to see your entire family just not only uh, you have your dreams come true, but probably your family's dreams come true. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I know for the last few years, my brother's been living his hockey career through me. So it was awesome to see he got, he was so excited. He was, he's been a huge support system for me. And then my, obviously my parents, I think, the, the moment I got drafted was the first time I ever seen my dad cry. And that was, that was awesome. Like you just see the relief in his face and that, uh, that, that my dream came true and it seemed like theirs did too. So it was awesome for me just to see that raw emotion from the family that I, that I don't usually get to see. That truly is a special feeling. Um, so who's the guy that you really looked up to growing up? Was it your dad, your brother, all of them? Uh, yeah, probably my brother. He was, he was someone that I was, I, I tried to, I tried to be like him until probably I was like 10 years old, just whatever he was doing. I wanted to, I wanted to be behind him and doing the exact same thing. So he was, he was something that I could always kind of look to and talk to if I ever need anything or, or look up to as a, as a big role model for me. Love that. Um, so obviously you're on the Carolina Hurricanes, you got drafted. Where do you think you'll be most valuable for this organization? And uh, what do you need to do to get that call up? Yeah, I think, uh, I think to get that call up, I just need to keep working out my full game. I think obviously I can bring an offensive side to my game, but I think being trusted in the D zone and being being able to be put out there in tough situations at the end of the game and stuff like that's something I really want to work on and really, really gain the trust of the coaches that way and obviously get uh, get stronger, more mature in the weight room and stuff like that, just being able to handle an 82-game season against all those big guys in the NHL and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think I'm someone that'll bring, that can bring a lot of speed and energy to a team and, and hopefully uh, bring offensive production as well. I mean, that's a pretty good team to have speed on. They got some fast yeah. players. 
yeah, that team, I, I skated with them. I was lucky to be in one, one scrimmage with them. And it was, it was crazy. Some of those guys, how fast they are and how skilled they are. Love that. Uh, who, uh, you scrimmage just against, uh, the main guys or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We scrimmage with the main guys. Uh, Vinny out there, Vinny Trocek. Yeah, he was. Big Vinny fans. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. So you said uh, the whole training a little harder. Where else do you feel like you really need to improve on your game right now as it is? Right now, I think, yeah. I think just be, having attention to detail, especially away from the puck. I think when I'm with the puck, I feel my most confident and comfortable. So I think just working on the places that I feel feel uncomfortable, I think away from the puck, not only in the D zone kind of defending, defending and keeping the puck on my end, but uh, – in the ozone, just getting myself open and putting myself in good opportunities to, to score, create chances for, for guys around me. Yeah. So, you know, you're obviously great at hockey. What's one thing you're terrible at? Terrible at? Oh, um, math, math. I'm just like, yes, was, it's never good. It's never going to be good. So that's, that's my number one, my number one thing I'm just brutal at. I think we're all there with you on that one. So, talk to us a little bit about uh, WHL versus NHL. Uh, the biggest differences you see in the two different organizations um, or leagues, rather. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, obviously the speed and the size and the skill. I think it's all amped up a ton. There's a huge gap there. But I think when you're kind of playing with uh, with the NHL guys, I think. And it's not easier, obviously, but guys can make plays around you and they can get you the puck and, and spots that maybe not in the WHL guys wouldn't look to see or, or stuff like that. So in that sense, and moving the puck and stuff like that, it's a little bit easier just being able to – like guys can thread pucks through three sticks and find your back door and, and act like it's nothing. And then when you come back down to the WHL, obviously you can have a little bit more dominating control and stuff like that. But – the puck might not find you as easier or the guys around you might not be able to find you quite as easy as, as up at the NHL level. But I think both leagues, obviously the NHL is the best league in the world, but the WHL, I think it's came a long way in terms of skill development and, and trying to get players ready to make that jump to pro level. So speaking on that, how much do you feel the WHL helped you improve on your game and in what areas do you really think it helped you improve on? Yeah, it's helped a ton. I think, a lot of areas, especially when you come in as a 16, 17-year-old, when you're definitely one of the younger guys in the league, I think you're playing against big guys and, and older guys. And I think that's something that you can't really replicate as those older guys. So when you get to the pro levels, you're kind of already used to playing against guys five or six years older than you and that are more physically dominant. So it's not as much of a surprise. But, uh, yeah, I think especially now in the last probably two years, I think the skill development that comes from WHL teams and having the kind of freedom to, to make plays. And it's not as much of a, a gritty kind of super defensive lockdown league anymore. It's opening up a little bit more into more offensive skill and, and trying to make plays like that. So second season, 61 games, 11 goals. Third season, 58 games, 42 goals, 58 assists. What was the difference there between the yeah. math being higher and one? Uh, confidence and uh, uh, more opportunity, I think. That 16-year-old year, I uh, I was playing behind, like, Cody Glass and those guys, so I was just kind of there to watch them and see what they did and then kind of follow in their footsteps, hopefully, the next year. And then when that next year did come, I felt a lot more confident in my abilities and, and being able to take what I learned from those guys and kind of implement it because, obviously, they weren't there. So they needed someone to kind of step into that role, and I was more than more than willing to try to do that. And it just kind of happened. It, it Just everything started to kind of click and go my way. So – how has your transition from the WHL to the AHL been? 
Uh, yeah, it went, uh, it went a lot better than I, than I even expected. I think I went in there with, everyone was telling me to go in there with, uh, with low expectations. Obviously you're going to, a, to one of the best pro leagues in the world. And, and these guys are huge and they're old and they're, they're going to be playing a physical game. But yeah, I think when I got down there, I just really focused on just playing my game and not changing anything. And, uh, it just happened to transition really well for me. I think I, I was lucky enough to have success and, and be trusted by the coaches to play in more than, more than just an offensive situation. They'd put me on the penalty kill and stuff like that. So I was able to get ice time and, and really figure, they let me figure out my, figure out my development there and let me really figure out the league and just kind of feel it out and just try to have as much success as possible. So you guys travel a lot. You play at a, diff, a lot of different barns. What's your favorite road barn you play at? 100% Seattle. They're like our, our rival here and there. That barn, it's always it's always nuts when we go play there. It's only two hours down the road and it's they hate us there, so it's it's always fun. Out of all the team out of all the teams you played for, what's your favorite home barn? Oh, uh where do you gotta, feel the it's most gotta be it's gotta be Portland for sure. This place is it's not you wouldn't think of it as a hockey town, but it's it's crazy how much support we have here, especially especially when we're winning and we're, and we're doing really good. Like we were last year, I think we had, uh, we were packing it and we were just having a, it was a great time. The fans are crazy here. So it, it makes hockey a lot more fun. So switching to a little more serious note, I'm sure you've heard about the recent uh, fatal head injury over in the MHL in Russia. Um, did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, that was, was uh, that was crazy. Just want to get your thoughts on that. Maybe how the, uh, how the NHL can maybe improve, um, helmets or something like that because i know the the full face visors and shields and stuff um hurt your vision on the ice but is there anything you think the nhl or mhl can do to prevent that from happening again yeah i i don't know that was that was something that you never want to see happen and obviously i think when you're out there you can always kind of understand that there is that chance and that risk that you could take a puck like that to the face or uh or something like that but i think yeah i think you see it a little bit more more often than you'd like is someone getting hit in the face with a puck or a stick and stuff like that and kind of having some scary injuries. But in terms of ways to fix it, I'm, I'm not one to ask. I don't think I, I could give you really a good idea of, of what to do other than just try to fucking just to be careful and, and uh, try to protect yourself. Yeah, I agree completely. So on a completely different subject, you know, you're obviously a very busy guy. What do you do in your free time? Uh, right now, with all this, uh, a lot of video games with the guys. I think uh, we kind of just go to the rink and then back to the house. So we play, uh, get outside a little bit. I know as a team we went, uh, we went and played basketball outside at a local park and stuff like that. So just try to stay, stay around people as much as possible and stay socially, socially uh, distant and spend time with guys, though, just as much as you can, just to kind of keep yourself sane and, and not, go, not go crazy on your own. What's uh, your go-to video game? Right now, it's Call of Duty. I'm trying to work on my Warzone game, and it's not going really well, but uh, I have a fun time playing. I've always wondered, do hockey players love Chell, or, or what's up with that? Yeah, I think a lot of guys do. I'm not – I was never really into Chell. I think uh, I enjoy watching the actual game more than I play because I just suck, and then you get, like, an 8-year-old that can just torch you online. So it's not as, it's not as fun that way, but I know a lot of guys on our team are – unbelievable at it and I, I like watching them but I, I don't like playing it yeah I always think I'm pretty good at it until I uh I play Matt over here and I lose five nothing five one <laughs> so I, I feel that 
And uh, so obviously, how do you stay in the present and how have you stayed in the present in the last couple of years, knowing that, you know, there's obviously some high expectations around you? Yeah, I think I just, I just remember to enjoy everything I'm doing. I'm, I'm lucky to be in this position that I am. So I think every day you can't, uh, you have to take advantage of it. You can't, you can't think, oh, like I'm going to have tomorrow and stuff like that. You have to kind of stay in the moment because the more, the more present you can be, the more kind of loose you can, you can feel and stuff, bad stuff that happens or you go through a slump. I think it's easier when you're present to kind of shake it off and, and it doesn't let it affect you as much unless you're, unless you're looking at the past or the future. I think you, when you stay in the moment, it's pretty easy to just kind of let everything go and, and just enjoy your time and, and just have fun. Speaking on the past, has, has there been any moment uh, in your career where you look back on and you really believe that that helped you grow? Uh, yeah, there's been tons. I think um, one that sticks out was uh, when I was 16. It, uh, we were in the playoffs and we are game three in the first round against Spokane. And when you're 16, you don't play a whole lot, and especially in the playoffs. So I was kind of sitting on the bench in the third, and then it goes to overtime, and I kind of get out there and uh, turn over the puck, and they score. And I was like, just, I felt terrible because obviously you have 20-year-olds that this is their last year and stuff like that. And then uh, the game four happens and goes to overtime again, and I get put out there. And I chip the puck out of play and get a penalty, and they score on the power play. Wow. And that was just crying. As a 16 year old, you're like, Oh my God, like you're a rookie. It's your first year. Like you don't want to, you don't want to upset the older guys and stuff like that. But to do something like that, that kind of really put a wrench in your season. It, it, it sucks. But I think learning from that, I think whenever in a position I am now where I'm more of a veteran leader, it's uh, whenever a young guy messes up, like I, I was, I did maybe the worst you could possibly do as a, as a rookie. So uh, I have, I'm able to kind of talk to them about it and, and not worry about it so much and just trying to help guys out that way just because I know I've been through it and stuff like that. Perfect. That's the only way to learn from it. Yeah. And then obviously you said you got in that league 15, 16. What was kind of your welcome to the league moment? Uh, yeah, when I was 15, like I had to wear, I had to wear a birdcage. So it was <laughs> everyone's wearing visors and I'm that little small kid out there with a, with a cage on. So I stuck out pretty easily, but the first game we were playing tri cities and I was, I, I got in and then I think it was probably one of my first shifts. I could go behind the net and one of their 20 year olds, like pins me to the wall and like somehow like picks me up and then throws me. And I was just like, this is going to be horrible. Like, at that moment I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this or, or if I'm going to be able to survive in this league. Cause I was just getting thrown around. Like I, like I weighed 50 pounds. What was it that got you through all that? Honestly, it was probably the, the guys on the team. When I, that, that year they had a, they had a really good team and I was surrounded by guys that I could kind of look up to. And I think a lot of them were just giving me like, you're like, they were like, you're 15. Like there's, you're, you're here for a reason. So I just kind of keeping that in my mind that I, I can play at this level. And then, I'm a good player, but yeah, that moment though, just really, it makes you rethink like, Oh my God, like, am I, am I ready for this and stuff like that? So obviously we spoke upon your failures uh, that you looked in the past and moved on from what, what was the most rookie move that you've just ever done where you go, wow, I really just made that, that error. <laughs> um, oh, uh, there's been a few, I think, uh, actually, <laughs> 
when I was same year when I was 16, I uh, there was it was warm ups like the first game of the season, and one of our 20 year olds was ripping around the warm ups with like his bucket, like no strap on or anything. And like everyone kind of has their own warm up stuff, like you have your own rituals. And by the time you get playing a few games, you understand what guys are doing, so you know where not to stand and stuff like that. But it's my first game with these guys, so this guy's ripping around the zone, and I guess I took a wrong turn and just kind of like took his legs out. And he's a twenty year old, and his like helmet comes off, sliding in the corner. He slides in the corner, and like I just we get back to the room after warm ups, and like my number's already on the board. I got fined like a hundred bucks for it, and it was just. Right then and there, I was like, "This is this is this is not how you want to start your first game." So, uh, talking about rituals and stuff, uh, what are your pregame uh, rituals? Do you have any uh, music you listen to? Any crazy traditions? I know uh, we've talked to people that do some pretty crazy stuff. So, uh, what do you do? Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. I try to stay as as away, as far away from that spot. I think the only thing I really do is I love taking ice baths. So when I ever get to the ring the first thing I'll do is just kind of get into the ice bath like 10 or 15 minutes and just freeze my body off. And then other than that, it's basically just ice bath and then probably a light workout before the game and then just kind of get ready. So moving on to what might be one of the most important questions on this podcast. You ever plan on growing out the lettuce? (laughs) Uh, I wish I could, but my hair is brutal. My hair just goes kind of straight down. So my, I've always wanted to kind of grow up flow and, and that way, but I don't think it's in the cards for me. Uh, who do you think's the uh, uh, NHL player that's had the best flow of all time? Ooh, I think I, I think Brock Besser's. I think he's had he has a nasty head of hair on him. I'm all over Yager. Yager, that, that's another that's another great one. So, um, who's one goalie you'd love to face, and one you wouldn't uh, plan on facing, or wouldn't want to have a one on one with? One goalie, ooh. Uh, I think one I wouldn't want to would be Vasilevsky. I think he's just – he's so big. He moves so well, he's fast. Like, yeah, I think he's uh, he's kind of got all the bases covered. One guy I would want to face uh, – I feel like Marc-Andre Fleury would be a fun one. I feel like he plays an exciting style of goalie, so it would be cool to kind of go against him. And he obviously he's a legend, so that would be awesome. And so you uh, speak about your brother, how you kind of try to model your game after him. Who's the one uh, professional player that you kind of looked up to and tried to model your game after? Uh, a big one's Braden Point. More recently, in the last couple of years, I've really watched him and how, he's, uh, how he plays the game because uh, we have the same kind of size and stature. So it's pretty easy for me to look at a guy like that and, and just see what he does and how effective it is. But uh, before him, I loved Pavel Berry. He was was someone that just flew up and down the ice. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't alive quite for his time, but I love watching his YouTube highlights and stuff like that, just him flying through everybody and playing a high pace, high skill. So those two guys are two guys that I really try to take a lot of my game after. Yeah, Points really made a name for himself in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, he's been, he's been incredible. So um, pre-game playlist, go to Hype Song. Uh, what are you listening to? Uh, <laughs> Sweet Escape by Gwen Stefani. Wow. Wow. Love the yeah. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Love the vibes. So now more of a blueprint plan for the future. Uh, you know, what's, what's the uh, plan looking like for the next couple of years? NHL, Team Canada? Yeah. I think uh, I definitely want to play on the World Junior Team again. I got cut this year, so that's something that's, 
that's probably that's super high on my list probably one or two and then i think just yeah making that jump to pro i want to that's i want to make the nhl getting cut Pardon? that's motivation getting cut that's oh just yeah Love yeah that. that was that was horrible so i don't want to go through that again so that's definitely number one or two on my list and then obviously i'm yeah, making the jump to the nhl whether that's uh the next this year or next year or the year after that just having that ability to, to step in there and be an effective player right away so getting cut for the uh for your uh, world junior team what went through your head when you found out you got cut was there a reason uh was it a bad day uh bad week bad month um what was the reason behind that they didn't really give me much of a reason uh obviously they had a really good team and stuff like that so it was like it was gonna be a hard team for to crack but yeah, they didn't give me much of a reason on why I got cut, but all I knew is that I, I just that feeling I had right when I got cut. That was the first time I've ever been cut in my life, so that was a a tough place to start. So it was something I never felt before, and something I I hope I never have to feel again. That just motivates you to work harder and uh, achieve your goal and play on the team and I uh, next year and all the years to come. Exactly. So uh, I think we're gonna wrap it at that. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this with us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. And uh, we really look forward to seeing your name in the future, man. Can't wait. Yeah, thank you. We ain't that boy. Going nowhere. We ain't.